Hey everybody, welcome back to Playlist with People. This is Ruben Gonzalez, your host as always. Today I'm here with a local uh, comic in Phoenix, Arizona. He's also a motivational writer and speaker. I'm talking with Darrell Hearns today. Hello, hello. How you doing? Good, Darrell. <laughs> Spectacular, <man. Yeah. laughs> Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm glad to have you on, man. We met through the comedy scene here in Phoenix. We just, you know, mm-hmm. have seen each other at different mics and stuff. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, the more I looked into you, man, the more I, I, I didn't know that you were like, you, you're a writer and you're a motivational speaker. And mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> tell us about that. Tell us about your books and, and, and how that's oh. going. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, um, do you want the whole backstory and everything about it. how it came to, <laughs> how I conjured these now? <laughs> um, it was beautiful, man. I love it. Um, well, my first book is The Lazy Man's Hustle. This one right here. You see it, The Lazy Man's Hustle, mm-hmm. available on Amazon. Um, and even when you, if you go to a local bookstore, you're at, be like, hey, I want this book. They'll actually get it for you. You can purchase it. But uh, the book's about getting your money together for personal growth. And, you know, sometimes we don't think about our personal development. You know, we get happy working at a job that's comfortable. And then we're like, oh, I'm happy now. I know, you know, you're 100 years old and didn't want any of your dreams or what you wanted to do. And then you look looking back, I would have been great at that. Or I probably would have been good at this. Or maybe I opened that business and it would have been well. But I got comfortable working. You know, they drained me. And I felt like going to sleep instead of going out. You know, I, I know, you know, you, you, you know, me and your stand-up comedy, I'm sure there's nights after you get off, if you have a job or <laughs> I was like that, you're like, man, I really don't go out tonight. But I just, you know, you've probably been in it long enough. Your brain's like, yeah, it's time for us to do it. Like right now, let's do some comedy and figure out what our jokes are going to sound like. You know, this will pay off, you know, sometime, you know? So yeah, that's one thing I've been noticing. You know, um, and that's why I wrote the book about it, because I've met so many people that were just sitting there spinning their tires. They're sitting there like, oh, okay, I, you know, I am, you know, I want to, but, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be. Then I said, they're 100 years old and they're going to be dead probably a couple (laughs) of days, you know, like, no, it's not going to work. You know, you, you know, you got to focus. You got to figure out right now where you're at. What resources do you have to use to build your dream? And that's the Lazy Man Hustle. Second book, Powerful is the book of power gain. It's all about the powerful mindset, almost like the leadership mindset. The, mm-hmm. you know, I have that at the end. Like, you know, you as a person, you're going to end up inspiring people <laughs> eventually. You're going to have other people that are going to try to mimic you because you're a leader. <laughs> you know, don't, don't be offended by that. You're, you're leading them and they're like, oh, he's on to something. I want to be on to something too. So it's a different form of leadership. And um just the power of mindset, the power through the negative stuff. You know, we we just went through a negative time not so long ago, a couple so months ago, it, actually. Yeah, yeah and uh, just, you know, keeping that powerful mindset to keep moving and grow as a person. You know, those, uh, you know, my thing was um, I kept motivated by I uh, wanted to host an open mic during the, during the quarantine. And the business allowed me to do it. I was like, all right, thanks. So I did it. Um, even did like a funeral, like I had to go to my grandfather's funeral and it came back and they let me keep hosting it. And, uh, after a while I'm like, you know, it served its purpose. Yeah. You know, I see who the real comedians are now, the ones that actually came out during the pandemic mm-hmm. and did, you know, performed at the only open mic that was open. <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> you know, you know, that's real. That's, I'd say a real comedian would do that personally, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. So that's. 
that's what it learned. I learned about that. And like, uh, you know, a lot of good people. And then, um, just keeping that drive going, knowing what you want from it. That's what powerful is about, man. You know, there'll be times when you'll be at your lowest and then you just got to reinvent yourself, figure out that PowerPoint and just move. Yeah. That's it. And then, uh, stand for nothing or else a coward's theory. That's a third one. It's an ebook, just the study of cowardice and how it can hold you back from your success. You know, I've been a victim of it. I've been scared to be a motivational speaker, you know, it kept being put on my heart. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I was scared to be a comedian, but it kept being put on my heart. So it, you know, I've been semi-successful with it so far. I'm finally getting laughs. You know, I could easily gave up years ago when people are like, what, what's he trying to say? What yeah. <laughs> you know, say what, what's this guy doing? But <laughs> kept pushing. And, you know, if my cowardice took over, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I'd probably be at a, at a job talking about, man, I really, what should I do? I'm all over the place, but yeah. So all those books are available on Amazon, The Lazy Man Hustle, Powers Book of Power Gain, and Stand for Nothing Else, The Coward's Theory, Amazon, and my website, ultradieseltime.com. Ultradieseltime.com. We got three books out there, Darrell. That's awesome, man. That's really Thank inspiring. Uh, the question I have for you is kind of like, um, what, have you always been this way? Have you always been kind of with this mindset? Or, or would, did you get to a point in your life where you said, I need to change things and I need to and start looking at things differently and do this kind of come where it's kind of born out of that. Um. wow. I've always, I feel like I've, it's one of those. It's, I've always had that mindset because it was like, I had a, when I was in the air force, you know, we had, I had a job where it was like 12 hour shifts a day, but I'd be the one, like when I get off, I'd write raps, you know, <laughs> do like, you know, try to make fruity loop beats or like, you know, I tried to be influential while I'm on there and stuff. And I'd come up with like crazy lines and stuff when I got off, when I put it on Facebook. Like, oh, I'm thinking about this. Okay, that's a good twist on that. <laughs> so I'm like, let's, let's do that. So it's always been like that. But like, you know, it's a motivation. It's gotta, you got to be motivated to that kind of stuff to really build. And it is something that I had to, it took me a little bit because when I got out, well, it took me a little bit to actually listen to my inner voice because I was the guy, I was trying to force myself to work at jobs I knew I was going to hate. Mm-hmm. Like my body would be like, no, we're going to hate that. Why are you doing <laughs> that? Why are we doing this? You know, it was uh, yeah. like um, I had a, what was it called? I, I, I fly, I think. Okay. Yeah. Like the, the one that's like the indoor skydiving. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was, had a, <laughs> yeah, I applied for that and then – um. It was crazy because I feel like, this, you know, there's a way the spirit speaks to you through other people. Mm-hmm. Now, the interviewer, he basically treated me like, like crap. He was like a black dude that acted like a white dude. He was one of those that played like rap music. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, you probably know this. What do you know? This, like what I'm talking about here. I'm like, um, no, not really. I'm, I'm, I'm like 30 something. Why would I be interested yeah. <laughs> in this stuff, sir? And then. Uh, you know, it just got weird. So I was like, okay, so I was right that I don't want to work here. I got you. Yeah. So, you know, moving from, from there, um, like one time I just, I went back home, like to spend time with, with my family for, for a little bit. Like uh, it was a couple of years. I was like 2014, 2015. I moved out here 2018. So I was like laying on the couch and like somehow my parents just assumed I was being lazy. Even I was like working at night building a lot of stuff, writing the, the books. And then um, my dad said, oh, hey, why are you being so lazy right now? Like, you're just always sleeping. I'm like, um. then something came to my head. It's like, the lazy man's hustle. So that's what the first book is based <laughs> off of. So 
the title that's one of me for sure because i feel that i feel like a lazy man and i'm like how can I? <laughs> yeah but you always yeah but you're doing something all the time right yeah exactly yeah but there's the fact that you're not going you know you're not well probably you know you're not going to a job regularly and you actually are building on your dream people mm-hmm. see that as lazy because a lot of us you know it's like no i'm a night owl i, well, I wake up at four in the morning so if i'm a four in the morning guy I wake up, do a lot of stuff, focusing on writing, writing short stories, writing comedy, like a little bit, or writing jokes. I'm figuring out how to, I'm figuring out how to write, like a, a play now. I'm trying to work on that, oh, yeah. play or screenplay. So yeah, so that's what I'll do in the morning. Mm-hmm. But somebody that doesn't see you actually going to somebody else's house and saying, "Hey, man." can you pay me $12 an hour to do this? <laughs> no, you know, they'll, they'll call that lazy. Yeah. So, yeah. True. Like, there's not, nothing lazy about getting your brain burned out. Yeah. <laughs> Try to for, yourself. Yeah. For me personally, I think a lot of uh, the reason I do stand up and the reason that I am always trying to do something like I, I need that creative part of me to be fulfilled. I need to feel right. like I'm, I'm creating or I'm doing something that is, is out. You know, if I'm just working a job and I'm coming home, going to sleep, going back to that job, that's the worst cycle that I can ever be in. And I, that's my most oppressive states I've ever been in. I was working mm-hmm. for like State Farm. I was working for like big companies like that, yeah. which were great careers. And people had been there for 20 something years. And, you know, it's, it, was a, it was a good career path essentially. But I, I just, I knew that it wasn't me deep down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, what sucks though too is that I had to realize after a while, I, I, I wish I could quote this. I don't know where I read this from, but it's something that changed my life. Um, because I was doing stand-up and I was doing things that I loved, but I was still working those jobs and I kind of would get lazy. Like you said, I would come home from work and be like, I don't feel like going out tonight. I don't feel like doing my stand-up. Um, and, and at work, I was just like, I don't like this job. I'm not really going to apply myself. And one thing I learned that changed my life and everyone out there, if you listen to this, it's amazing advice. Um, they were saying that like, you know, even if you're somewhere you don't want to be, uh, you have to apply yourself in every aspect of your life because mm-hmm. Uh, everything else, you know, everything feeds into each other. So I'm sitting here at these jobs that I don't like going, well, I'm not going to try because this is one, isn't what I want to do anyway. But then my stand-up was struggling. My creative side was struggling because I wasn't applying myself. You know, even if you hate the job you're at, even if you don't plan on being there forever, still just try to be the best you can be at that job. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing, knowing well that you're going to get out one day and you're going to do better for yourself. But mm-hmm. while you're there, I, I realized that I had to apply myself and I had to this job sucks, but I'm going to still be a good employee. I'm still going to try because I know that it's just going to make me feel fulfilled and validate me. And then when I mm-hmm. go and do my stand-up, I'm going to be proud of that too. And everything I create, yep. I'm going to be proud of that too. Like you have to take mm-hmm. pride in your life, even at your house, when your house is messy and your clothes are all on the bed and you know, like folding those clothes can make you feel so good mentally and just taking mm-hmm. care of your business basically can make you feel so mm-hmm. good. That's that to me yes. the thing I had to learn. Yeah, that's something that uh, it's all about that uh, that chemical release. Sometimes we like we do it from just eating food, whatever. But <laughs> when you actually accomplish something, and that chemical releases, that makes you feel like, man, now I can conquer the world. That's what I'm gonna do right now. You know, that's what happened with me when I finally got figured out how to tell a joke. You know, to where people can actually understand me and laugh. I'm like, oh, awesome. So this is what it feels like. <laughs> this is not, you know, I'm not getting pity laughs anymore. These people are actually laughing at what I got to say. <laughs> Awesome. So now I can conquer the world. Let me do this. Let me focus on writing a motivational uh, speech again, you know, because uh, that's another thing that really got me into comedy. The transition from motivational speaker to co- comedian was, um, I was I had a speech that uh, reached nobody. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Basically, they got bored. <clears throat> They're having the straightest faces. 
you know, usually when a motivational speaker, they tell stories and all that. I'm just going out there, you, I believe in yours, like that kind of, hey, listen, this. But they don't know my relation to why I believe in that. I believe in that because, hey, I've been there. I've had it to where, you know, shoot, I actually almost got to a, well, not almost, I got into a fight after I bombed one time. I'm like, yeah, that's been <laughs> Just so I literally got so mad about me bombing an open mic that they tried to fight me type stuff. <laughs> so it was pretty crazy. So I'm like, you know, that's my thing. Or even like working a job you hate, working 12-hour shifts every day. You know how much time was taken from me? time that could have been put towards something else or put towards and it's not like uh you could pull out your phone and do stuff and all that no 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 it's one of those jobs where they had to be off your phone only doing what we tell you to do oh, at the time and outside type stuff yeah. so you know how much time was taken away to where i probably if i stayed in longer i would have been brainwashed like okay been miserable like okay get out of there kids whatever Oh, yeah. you got dreams? Well, I hate your dreams. Get back to work. You know, like, I, I don't have any, so forget yours too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> easily. You know, I saw it happen so many times. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, nah, man. Let me let me go ahead and get out and focus on my stuff. You know, hey, it was a cool job. I like, you know, the military is cool. Yeah, all that stuff. But I could easily, as I said, let myself be drained, mm -hmm. and you know. I said, I'm just happy it, it, it's gone the way it has. You know? yeah. and, they, and they talk about regret a lot and like how like if you go to a retirement home and you talk to people over 80, the main thing mm -hmm. that they'll say is I wish I had done this or I wish I had spent more time with my family or it's always mm -hmm. regret is the, is the main killer. And you never want to live a life where you grow up and you don't try and you don't try things you like. And um, I think that for at our age group too, like in our 30s, um, it's kind of like uh, – there's this weird like depression surrounding this age group I've noticed with, amongst mm. my friends and family where it's like, yeah, we really have a lot of people have given up on, on their dreams because when you're young, you're 18, you think you can take over the world. You think that you can do anything. Yep. I'm going to be in a band. I'm going to be a singer one day. I'm going to do whatever. <laughs> and then yeah. the older you get, the more that, you know, life kind of takes a toll on you. You got a lot of bills to pay responsibilities. Um, you start to give up on that. You don't think it's possible. Um, but I think that like, if you love something, you should do it because you love it. And, mm -hmm. you know, if you're doing it because you love it, the authenticity will show and then it can happen for you. And you just got to believe that it can happen and never mm -hmm. give up on it. That's one mm -hmm. thing that I realized, too, is that um, I, I'm telling you, Darrell, I'm a changed man. And I, you know, <laughs> I'm sure if I read your books, I'll be changed some more. But I, <laughs> I used to have a, lot, like a pretty negative mindset. I used to be one of those people. And I, it took me a lot of like self-reflection and digging deep to, to kind of like get out of that rut because I hate being in a rut mentally mm -hmm. and one thing i had to realize was i'm like um a lot of people want these dreams and they want to do things but they want it now they want it mm -hmm. tomorrow you know like yeah. I, like I, I know people who are like i want to be like their goal isn't even like i want to do this or this it's like i want to be famous i want to be right i want to be the top i want to have a netflix special like you haven't even told one joke yet you know nope. what i mean <laughs> they, they, they so desperately want the end result but they're not willing to put in the work to get there and you right. have to see this as a long game. This is a long game. It's going to be years and years. And th that mm -hmm. inspires me to, to know that I can relax. And I don't have to yeah. be stressed and, and upset that I'm not famous comedian. It's like, it's right. okay. It's okay. It's going to be the journey. And the journey is the fun part. Yeah, man. I mean, even with that, you know how you see how easy things get canceled and hor like, you know, I remember, shoot, uh, Netflix, what they had, uh, they got processed for like some, some movie, right? Or like they got, put through the, the, the like uh, I don't know 
oh, Netflix lost, specials. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> for a second. Sorry. Yeah. They, they, I think they got like a lawsuit for like, uh, for like a movie they put up and, uh, oh, for, that, still, for that one called cuties or whatever. Yeah. And people still want like to be a, a Netflix special, <laughs> like, you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> that, you know, sometimes you got to change the, the goal. Maybe, you know, maybe yeah. we find our own platform now <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But like with, with that, I mean, um, what we're talking about, and I like how you said, you know, getting out of that, that rut is very important. And like, you know, how you put so much pressure on yourself. Cause mm-hmm. I remember when I started with this, I'm like, can I have the book now? I'm going ready to speak. I'm ready to do this. <laughs> and then life National said, no, tour. yeah, now, no, you don't, <laughs> it's not yours. <laughs> Cause I even had a buddy of mine that did the same thing. He, he saw me write the book. He came to me like, Hey, Hey, how'd you get that published? How'd you do that? And I was like, yeah. then he did it. And now he's not even doing it anymore. He's still at the mm-hmm. job that he, that he hates. <laughs> he just wanted to prove that he could write a book, which is like mine, you know, mine is like thin. It's, it's thin. Cause I like, I want to inspire you, but I want you to have time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want all your time trying to figure out my concepts and shit. Yeah. <laughs> no. And also, you don't know the work that Darrell put in to get to this point of putting out a book. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. It's been a process so his, for you. His book was, was this. Like, this, this, is, this is his book. Like, oh. <laughs> literally, I saw it. It was a person. leaflet. Exactly. A <laughs> yeah, man. I, saw, I was like, yeah, you, you just wanted to have the name of author. You that's just want to be thing. able to say you wrote a book. Yeah. And that's why cool. um, I write a lot of the stuff on my website. The blogs are about my personal experiences. Like, I noticed that he or like even other people, we put a lot of emphasis on a title. Mm-hmm. And that's what you were talking about. How like, you know, comedy special, all this, I'm going to be the joke. I'm going to be famous because <laughs> we're putting too much emphasis on that title. Not yeah. just putting it ourselves in there, you know, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. You know, what, Oh, hmm? it, and it's like, why do we value comedy? Why do we want to do comedy? Is it because you want to be right. famous or is it because you love comedy or you want to make people laugh, you know? Exactly. <laughs> you gotta look deep and realize the reason you're doing something might be not the right reason sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too much on that title. <laughs> Just want to say, yeah, I do comedy. I mean, I met so many people. I'm sorry. I ran open mics. I've done shows and stuff. <laughs> I met so many people that are like, I'm a comedian. And then the, the audience just gets <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, okay, so you have your five-minute set. I mean, are you ready to adjust to this audience? No? All right. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and kill, you know, go and kill my, my audience for me. All right, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of first-time open micers, and it's like, it's always funny that you can tell, like, they show up with a group of friends, their posse, and you could tell, mm-hmm. like, among their friends, they're the funny one. They're the one that tells, that makes all their friends laugh. And they show up to the yep. open mic, and they're just telling, like, inside jokes. Yeah, like, you guys remember Doug in fifth grade, and their their friends are laughing, and everyone else is just like, "We're lost." Like, <laughs> and, they, and then like the, they kind of bomb, and they're like, "Oh, I guess I'm not a comedian." Like, oh, your friends were like, "Oh, you're so funny. You should go try comedy." But then they they go and they try. They, oh, yep. it's, more, it's more than just making my friends giggle. I gotta make strangers giggle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, this is the fun part to me. Like that challenge oh, yes. of like getting those earning those laughs, man. Figuring that out, heck yeah, man. That's another gift I'm starting to learn. Just reading the audience you know so <laughs> instead of just going straight to that set but uh enough about that <laughs> you're talking about motivational speaking i'll play <laughs> but hey, yeah com- man comedy is very motivational man and it's very yeah. it's, it's given me a lot of it's given me a lot of self-worth it's given mm-hmm. me a lot of um it really has helped me to believe in myself more 
um mm-hmm. and it kind of bleeds over into i didn't realize it would bleed into other aspects of my life like the confidence mm-hmm. I, and i get and it's nice to get stand in front of a bunch of people and them go yes we like you yeah yeah <laughs> you man. know it's yeah. a good feeling yeah I've, I've seen you kill every time i've, I've seen you so yeah I, I know you're like you're at a be- bigger level than me so like <laughs> no man you know. <laughs> I, I, I still feel like a newbie all the time i um awesome it's um it's, it's always a challenge it's always going to build and grow and, and you're always going to feel a little better than you did yesterday and you're always going to look back on when you felt good and be like i was trash <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's an ever-evolving yeah, thing <laughs> i've been watching my, my old videos and yes you're 100 you're right that's what Me it too. is <laughs> you're like man why was i moving so weird why was i so awkward why was i laughing like for me i was laughing at my own stuff like i used to rub my stomach a lot i used to rub my stomach and that does not a good look i'd be telling my jokes and i'd be rubbing my stomach like a hungry bear just like why am i doing that it was like a nervous thing i was just comforting myself like it's okay ruben you got this that's funny. <laughs> it's funny, yeah, looking back, man. And I'm sure, like, years from now, we'll look back on the, the things we're doing now and, and laugh at them. But, yeah, it's all, part of, it's all part of the process. It's all part of the growth. And comedy is awesome in that way. The community oh, yes. of comedy is amazing. We can all feedback on each other. And, like, mm-hmm. we, all want, we all want the best for each other. Every time mm-hmm. I go to a show, I want every comedian to kill. I want everyone yes. to, do, to do well. And it's a, it's yes. a good group of people. Um, we're, all, we're all there for the same purpose and the same goal, to make people laugh. Oh, um, yeah. I think that what, what shifted things for me too, and I think that a lot of comedians, uh, one thing that I really pivoted my comedy, I would say, is when I started going, because um, I used to write jokes kind of going like, like thinking about how the audience will take it or will the audience laugh at this or will they, or will they find this funny? And, right. some, and I heard a great comedian say like, stop, you, got, you can't write like that. You have to write uh, what's making you laugh. What is in right. your mind that's making you giggle in your own house? Like just some silly mm-hmm. thought you have. Like talk about that. And then like, right. it'll come from a place of authenticity where you, they can tell that you find it funny and then the audience will catch up, will come on board with you. Like, right. That, uh, that, to me, that's the best way to write. And I kind of write all my jokes like that now. That, that's very awesome, man. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, man. I'm start, yeah. So I, that's, I don't even know what to say. That's really good. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing that down right now. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> to, me, to me, that is, yeah. To me, that's the comedy advice that really, I think kind of made me start to do better in comedy because yeah, uh-huh. I used to write and be like, like, okay, I guess I'll talk about uh, uh, Tinder or I'll talk about WAP because the audience yep. likes that there. That's right. trendy. But it's like, man, you can't write that way. You have to write like, like what makes Darrell crack up laughing when you're home and you're thinking about some silly stuff, like mm-hmm. put those thoughts down and like, of you'll, course, be, course. you'll be surprised at how, how well the audience takes what well, you find funny. Well, the, the stuff you're, you're talking about, like even when, how you said that, yeah, I mean, yeah, I do make, you know, there's uh, what makes you laugh is not what makes everybody else laugh, but you can, I guess you, how you're saying that, but it's about how you take those subjects. Mm-hmm. For me, I have a, I have a, a WAP joke that I never heard, a WAP joke that I never heard before. Yeah. It was like, okay, uh, this is funny. I was like, okay, so, you know, everybody else is like, oh, it's the women empowerment, but you're showing this. <laughs> That's what it is. WAP is empowering. No, no. I'm saying, okay, no. Nah. You know, I saw a school got in trouble for having a WAP popsicle. It was shaped like a big butt <laughs> with a thong in the middle. <laughs> and it had, and it had a long popsicle stick coming down with some, had some gumballs in it. So I knew that WAP, I didn't like WAP cause it was, it had a hop. <laughs> it was hiding the penis. 
Because, uh-huh. you know, the, the popsicle stick. Cause <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I was like, yeah. So that's how I take that one. Yeah, you know, I, even huh? – I'm sorry. I was going to say, yeah, I don't mean to say that, like, you know, touching on certain premises isn't a good idea. I'm yeah. just saying that, you know, because, um, again, I, I have a five-minute set – on tinder and dating apps you know i have a whole i have a whole thing about that too but again right. if it's an original take if it's you know it's something that that you think is genuinely funny then yeah go for it i'm not saying to not right. write about topical things i'm just saying right. that some, some comedians will write and they'll go what can i write about that will make the audience laugh what does the audience think is funny oh uh, they think that this is funny they think that this yep. is funny and then you're just trying to please them instead of writing for like to make yourself laugh mm-hmm. and i think that that's a mistake that a lot of comedians make the uh, surface level, yes, right. <laughs> I guess. Like I'm, I'm starting. To, I'm wonder because it's around the time. Want to bring back one bit where it's like uh, I was talking about how I lived in North Carolina and the place was haunted. And only reason I knew it was haunted because I was sleeping. And one time my eyes half cracked open and the screwdriver was floating past my head. So myself, I'm, I'm in the military at the time. I had the man up be like, "Hey, you move one more thing in my house." You have to start paying rent. <laughs> the ghost didn't move anything since. <laughs> and I was mad too because I wanted to see a ghost working at Walmart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, not going to what would they have a ghost doing? All that. Stuff. This ghost better contribute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're going to haunt yeah, me. You're going to start paying for things. Yeah. <laughs> Flipping on the light switches on and off. Yeah. You're going to pay the electricity bill, though. Exactly. <laughs> that's, see? A good, that's a good premise. Thank you, bro. <laughs> right. I love uh, Aziz Ansari has this whole premise on like modern ghosts, like how we always mm-hmm. picture ghosts as like these like Victorian 1700s, but it's like there's probably ghosts out there who are just, you know, texting. They're trying to ask for the right. Wi-Fi code and stuff in your house. You, know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't think about that. You know, no. you know, something interesting you said earlier, which I want to touch on, is you were talking about like how right now we're, th- we're focused on Netflix, we're focused on the format around us, but you're so right. Like if this comedy thing takes... 10 20 years you know like like right now the format is netflix but 10 mm-hmm. years from now we're gonna have a whole different probably platform to put comedy on so if you want a netflix special, right. odds are you're never gonna be on netflix because right. it won't be around you know what i mean or it might right. evolve into some other things so you can't think about how to get famous now you know those people who've gotten netflix specials they've been doing comedy for for 10 20 years and, yep. and, they, and they they didn't know they'd be on netflix exactly you know they had no idea they'd be on netflix yeah, man. It's All cool facts. Yeah, it's cool that it happened and when it did for him. And there's so many levels to that, too. Like, I remember I was actually listening to what uh, some cats were talking about that actually do have the specials. And they say, yeah, they pay you for what your your last show, you know, how many tickets you sold your last show mm-hmm. almost. So I'm like, oh, okay. So my last show was maybe five people showed up and paid $10 each. So I'm going to get $50 from, <laughs> from Netflix. All right. Just to have a special up. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Is that my end goal? Is that what I really want? No, I don't. Okay. Which is why yeah, it's, been, it's been controversial for a long time, too. There's a lot of really funny comedians that Netflix yeah. like, won't give a special to or they won't work with. And so mm-hmm. comedians are finding their own way or they're going with different companies. Right. And then they'll have a very successful special on another platform and then Netflix suddenly wants them. Yep, and they're like, no, nope, you lost. That's me. how you. That's how you're supposed to do it, man. It's it's you're still your own business. I mean, yeah. really, you want to talk about it? You really are your own business at this time. You know, just got to know who you want to be as a business. You want to be the one that does what everybody says, and all of a sudden you're wearing wearing a uh, tutu and a <laughs> bikini top. 
on camera just so you can get that that million dollars all right cool you're hosting a weird, <laughs> a weird game show <laughs> yeah <laughs> all that stuff you know yeah. is, is is that how what you want to be or do you want to have that integrity to be that person that when you go places people are like man that's a bad dude why yeah. doesn't he have something you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah man of course but i think we're talking about the last of mike too and i was like telling you guys about um I heard uh, that comedian Kyle Kinane on a podcast a while back, and he was talking about something that kind of shaped my vision for comedy and what I want. He was talking about how he doesn't do anything until he's approached to do it. Like right. he does, he does his thing. He just, he's as funny as he could be and he works and works. And then like, he didn't record his first comedy album until someone said, Hey man, we really want to get an album of you. He went, right. Okay. We, we really want to do a special with you. Like, because then, then, then you have them in your hand and you have them in, in and they want your business and mm-hmm. they're asking for you. If you're approaching people going, Hey man, can you help me film a special? Then you then everyone's doing you a favor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but, that, but if, if you walk around being the best comedian you can be, people are going to come to you and be like, we, we, we want you. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the funny thing. That's another aspect of the lazy man hustle, not coming to the table hungry. If you come to the table like, man, let me, come on, help me, you know, guys, hey, come on. So I can independently myself, if I wanted to, especially with this phone or any kind of thing, you could do your own thing. It might not be what you think Netflix and all that stuff. Shoot, you can even buy a red camera, which is like $10,000, but have your buddy walk around with it and hold it to get all the reactions, have somebody else with a regular camera. Because if you watch a lot of specials, there's somebody – there's two different camera qualities mm-hmm. most of the time. It's not that uniform because they have like contractors come in and do it. You'll have somebody filming the audience, somebody filming the stage. So, you know, if you <laughs> want quality, get that red camera. Make sure you look good that day because that thing gets a lot of detail. <laughs> you, you'll see you'll see bumps that you didn't know you had on your face at the time. But yeah, so every you know, that's drop. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every sweat drop too. Every detail of the sweat drop. How much? How much like sodium was in each drop of sweat you had? <laughs> That's what I was gonna see. Man, but, I always have that fear. Like you see a comedy special, and like the dude will be like super sweaty. Yeah, I'm just like, man, I, I hope that doesn't happen to me one day. <laughs> yeah, well, like, imagine like, those lights. Oh, <laughs> Imagine those lights, man. That's the thing. You know, we, we get spoiled with these open mic lights at the top. Yeah. Imagine what those those lights, you know. I remember when I did my, uh, what, at a few clubs, just having real lights hit me once. I was like, whoa, what is, what is this? Blinding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, all right. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> let, that's let something funny. Huh? funny about stand-up is they don't tell you that. No one tells you when you start stand-up. One of the first things you're going to notice is you're going to go on stage. You're not going to be able to see anybody. Yep. <laughs> like, I was not prepared for that. That threw me for a nah. whole time. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like, I'm at Mike's having fun and shit, and all of a sudden, who's here? Who's there? <laughs> I hear laughter. Yeah. I'm hearing booze, but who was there? Who was there? You're like, man, I have a, my, whole, my whole set is a crowd work set. How am I <laughs> yeah, bro. That's, that's the funny part of it. That's why I love about this game you know it's it, it it's different every time you go up every time is, yeah every single time you're, you're never gonna get the same audience sometimes it'll be few people sometimes it'll be a bunch but you know it's that's that's this life and it keeps you on, on your toes and as you yeah. said with that that uh growth you know get getting to those levels it you know it, it helps you if you pay attention to it if you don't pay right. attention to it and you're like oh 
your ego's like, nah, that was all, you know, I this crushed. thing and this thing and this thing. Or, yeah, or I crushed. I did so good. And then <laughs> watch the video and, like, you hear that one person's cough that sounds like a laugh. And you're getting happy off yeah, that yeah. cough laugh. <laughs> so, like, oh, yeah, he liked that joke. Find out the guy's dying of COVID yeah. in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like if you crush, yeah, man, man, you don't you don't need to tell anyone you crush. Like you know, say so if, yeah, if exactly. you crush, people know. And also, yeah, exactly. I think that there's like a there there is a lot of self awareness that needs to happen in comedy. And mm-hmm. like you know, I I try my very best to not to never blame the audience or blame the room. It's easy to do that. It's mm-hmm. easy to go, man. They were like they were just you know there was uh, there there was twenty comics up, and and at that point they were just tired of hearing comedy, and you know it's right. hard to get them to laugh. Like no, man. You, you have to get yeah. up there and you got to make them laugh. And if I don't earn those laughs, it's, it's just on me. I just try to be yeah. like, okay, well, I got to just, how can I make them laugh next time? Or how can I do better next time? Yeah, which I do appreciate the friends that, you know, told me that. Nah, it's, it was the audience. You know, you're like 10th and like, that's, yeah. that was my second appearance on New Faces. It was kind <laughs> of a, I felt like it was a bomb because this is the stuff I usually get laughs about, you know. But, you know, there it was like I didn't bring the actual, my energy. I think I listened to too many cats that weren't to that level and i was yeah. like okay yeah this was they want to see they want to see this boring guy with this boring <laughs> no you not, not the guy that has the energy to tell the story right you know i'm thinking about concentrating on my actual no no you know no 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 you you should at least know your words at least but something i learned recently was like put feeling behind those words you know Absolutely. feeling each word then you'll remember it for the rest of your life you know <laughs> And you inflections, know. man. Inflections are a lot yeah. are, are a big one that you don't think about as a young comic where like and yep. you, you raise your voice or you lower your voice at a certain part of the joke, it can change mm-hmm. the joke completely. And it can mm-hmm. it, it can catch the audience's attention. If they're not listening yeah. to you and you're talking in this monotone way, then you suddenly get like real loud and you emphasize this punchline, people are gonna yeah. turn around and be like, Whoa, what's he talking about? Yeah. Like, you, you have to catch them. You have to grip them. Mm-hmm. That's so many levels to that, man. That's yeah. like Every That's little so level sad. is a new lesson we learn. Is a new yeah, exactly, new, man. <laughs> which is why when you watch a comedian who's been doing this for years, man, you can watch them in any setting, and they and they will, you know, they might not they might not crush every time, but they know mm-hmm. how to get an audience's attention. They know how to 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 make you lean in on those words. Like it's it's little things that, that I, I think it's that we all have mm-hmm. to learn that we all have to get there. Um, all it, facts. Yeah, man. I had a I had a I had a very lucky set that I was able to do for a comedian uh named jamali maddox he's like a guy i look up to a lot um and i, I opened for him and it, it was a really cool opportunity for me and i did my mm-hmm. set i was nervous as hell did my set but I, it went well and the audience responded very well to it and i was like yes i felt good about it and my friend was like man you crushed you did so good that was like amazing you you came through mm-hmm. and then my friend's like man I, I didn't even know how like he was gonna go up in there and then this guy goes up and just like i'm talking about levels this room <laughs> start to finish yeah. <laughs> and we're like, okay that's what 10 more years of experience looks like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so like even 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 my my best level of comedy that i could have brought like still he made it look like like he made it look like i bombed basically like you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> we, we both did good but it was like when he went up there i was just like floored by i was like the experience that he had and the control he had of that room i really admired it and i was like i learned a lot mm-hmm. that night and i was like whoa man that's the next level mm-hmm. of comedy that i want to get to oh yeah so some yeah it's i think it's that level where you're not looking at you you know that's that's like i say the first couple of years it's like you're looking at do i have do am i am i it's not looking at the audience okay who's this why does this person look crazy oh why <laughs> look at that hat you know look at this and then okay cool 
Look at the great span going on here. It's beautiful. I'm about to have fun tonight. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's you know, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably that's probably the level he he's at. It's like okay, we're gonna we're just gonna have fun tonight. <laughs> Look at you guys. Yeah, that yeah man. That that's actually a really interesting one too. Is like when you go up there and you just have fun. Again, it goes back to like what I said about like writing for yourself and making mm-hmm. yourself laugh. If you go up there, man, and you're having a good time on stage. Like your jokes might not even be hitting. You might be missing some punchlines and some words, but like if you're having a good time and you got a smile on your face and you're just like, you're chilling with the audience, they love that energy and they'll, 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 they just like you. And as long as yeah. you're likable on stage, that's half the battle to me. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so much cool, yeah. st- cool stuff to learn, man. And I can't wait to yeah. see us both grow a bunch and keep, yeah, I'm waiting. keep doing this. I'm waiting on that level where people come to see me. You know what I'm yes. saying? That's going to be beautiful. So, <laughs> so you're saying that. sold out. Weekend, exactly. weekend shows. So, yeah. I know, know it's gonna be you know ten or twenty, but we'll see. We'll get there, man. I'll, we'll I'll, get there. I'll probably be an old man with, with grays and everything, but hey, at least I'll be a funny old man, okay? Exactly. <laughs> and and the biggest thing for me too, again, is like going back to like how people, you know, chasing your dream and doing what you want to do. I think mm-hmm. that I'm at this I've come to this peaceful place in my mind where I've realized that like even if I don't make it, quote quote, you know, I'm doing air quotes here. It's not a video podcast, but I'm doing right. quotes. But um, yeah. if I don't if I don't make it, I think that like the pursuit of trying to do something or or trying to get there or the work or just knowing that I can I can die one day and go, man, I I really grinded this comedy thing out. I really did comedy. I tried my hardest. I made people laugh. Like that that yep. is enough. You know what I mean? Like yep. like what is a Netflix special? What is it'd be nice. Obviously, it'd be nice to be a, a millionaire comic. But but at the end of, of the day, as long as you feel like you did something that that was for you. And you fulfill that that part inside of you that wants you to create and wants you to put something out there and start your mm-hmm. own thing. As long as you're trying, the the journey is is fulfilling enough. Mm-hmm. You can be happy with yourself. You won't have regret. Yep, and that's that's what the books are about, man. <laughs> I promise. The lazy mouth hustle, powerful is just get out there and create. We need we need you. We need your ideas. We need your thoughts. You know, be free to express yourself. Get yourself out there. Be honest with who you are and you know you'll you'll see the world change in itself so you'll see your local world improve you know this, absolutely this, you know that's what that's been my my goal since since like back when i mean i've always my goal my big goal and you know, i feel like people should always have a big goal is to empower the world so that's why it's creativity you got to bring originality to places you know bring your mindset to somewhere you know i could easily tell I can tell like the easiest, you know, dick joke if I can say that yeah. on here. I can <laughs> yeah, say the well, easiest yeah. one, but what if I'm just like, okay, how can we glorify cheating? <laughs> you know, like why do we glorify that stuff? So yeah. basically, you know, you know, I, I start off with like, did you have, you know, you ever have a friend? You know, you kind of stole, you know, somebody stole a friend of yours stole your girl from you. Yeah, I mean, that was your biggest fan right there. You didn't even know. He wanted what you had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like that, you know, that's that's still a dick joke, but it's a different take on a dick joke. Yeah, it's you funny. Know? It's like, yeah, he, he, <laughs> instead of being like bummed about it, you're like, oh, man, that guy really looked up to me. <laughs> yeah, like real stuff. Like, I was really, yeah, I was really doing something. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, don't, yeah, don't take that to heart. He, just, he wanted to be you for <laughs> some reason, so. That's, that's with that, yeah. yeah, and then I, I bring in the whole like entanglements thing, and I'm like, talk about how like you know this this kid got brought into, got brought into the Smith family. He was friends with this this woman's 
son. And like, he's been, she's twice his age. He's like, mm, I wanted that word that's original. You know what I mean? Give me that word that's original. Oh, man, you said Will Smith been here? She got that Ben and Black put. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the grandma's man. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm gonna get to the bottom of that candy dish. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man. So as I said, originality, creativity. Yeah. Be smart. Have something to can say to f and say. Okay. <laughs> have something to say. I curse a lot. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to. I'm trying to less in my comedy, um, just yeah. because. Just, just as a challenge to myself, because I I do curse a lot, but I'm kind of like mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's it's an easy filler. It's an easy filler right. word. Like, yeah, man. So last effing week, I went to the effing smoke shop and I fucking, yeah. I, I, you know, I talked to my friend and we effing hung out. It's like <laughs> right. it's lazy. It's like filler words. So I'm trying to like write without yeah. those to like mm-hmm. challenge myself to just like, just do it. You know, I'm not trying to be like a clean comic necessarily, but I'm trying right. to like write more just without having to curse because yeah. it, it is, it is a nice challenge. It, you're right, man. And uh, so many levels to it. I mean, it, and uh, it's a matter of what room, or what audience you're with because yeah. like friday i had to do the joke i just told you mm-hmm. with all the cuss words and everything in the middle just because the audience laughs at cuss words from yeah, what I, yeah. saw. I was like okay cool yeah. let me add this to it let me be that that mean guy yeah. for a little bit and let that that level. Out. Yeah. yeah but i know if it's like other stuff you know let's say more professional no nah, i can't curse like that but you know you just as you said you gotta you gotta write to where you don't have to but if you want a little extra seasoning with oh, the yeah. F-bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that old bay in there. The- yeah. <laughs> that old bay, man. That old bay. <laughs> you know what? It was sad, too. And, like, I think I did a live where I was talking about um, the old bay Utz chips. Somebody what? actually s- s- sent me a big box. Ooh. Like, I mean, it's, it's more of like a, east, like a northern east coast or maybe. I mean, I, I know y'all have crabs and stuff out there, right? Well, say, I well, in, in Miami. Yeah, Florida. But I haven't heard of the old bay chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's like a northern, northern Ooh, uh, delicious. like it's like a DMV thing. I'll I'll, I'll bring you some next time. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll start outside of my eat some Obey chips. I love that. There you go. <laughs> but there, there. Huh? I could sit here and talk about like motivational stuff with you all day, man. This doesn't even have to be a music podcast. <laughs> You're a very inspiring guy to talk to, man. I love talking about life. Appreciate it. And uh, Thanks, but, but we'll get into it. We'll make, we'll make our playlist now. Let's make our um, playlist. Inspire yeah. greatness. <laughs> inspire greatness. So these are going to be songs <laughs> that, yeah, just in, inspire us, motivate us. You know, maybe, maybe you wake up and you need a little, a little extra ump for your day. Um, so we're each going to choose five songs. Uh, we'll take turns picking for a 10 song okay. playlist. The playlist will be available on Spotify and YouTube for everyone listening. Um, so if you want to see a little music video along with your song, then, then go on YouTube. It's fun. <laughs> Perfect. I've been doing that too. So Darrell, whenever you're ready, man, let me know what that first song is going to be for the playlist. All right. Let me, let me pull this up. I'm using all, all phone right now. Oh, so that's cool, let's yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. Um, my first one we have, um, it was compete. It's a song called compete by, uh, it says Dr. Eric Thomas. It's, uh, it's a whole like it's an album of uh, I don't know if you heard of the hip hop preacher. Uh, I don't think I have. Yeah, so he he's like a motivational speaker. He's been doing it for a minute, but he has like a really strong voice. So that's probably where I why I find I like him because I have that strong voice. Also, you know, people are like you're too loud. I'm like this is how I am, man. Yeah. I'm like what? <laughs> stop judging me. So yeah, it's one of my favorite people. So it's called Compete. By Dr. Eric Thomas, it's on Spotify, and it's one of those I listen to. Um, are you going? You pulling it up or? 
Oh, I just yeah. I, I read them all down and then I'll make the playlist after. Oh, okay. Compile it all together. <laughs> okay, I thought we were, we were doing. <laughs> no, I can't play. I can't play music on the podcast, unfortunately. I I got you. There's like Let's copyright see. stuff against that. Of course. I mean, I wish maybe I like maybe maybe like uh, 15 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, not even that. They say they say not even that. Really? Yeah, but when I get that money, though, you're gonna see me play okay. on the podcast. <laughs> then you have "I Am the Monster" by C.T. Fletcher, and if you listen to it, you're gonna you'll you'll be like, "Wow, this is <laughs> inspirational." Um, I think I've heard of C.T. Fletcher before. Oh yeah, he's like a like a bodybuilder. Oh yeah, yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. I've heard of that. Okay, so let me put some a couple songs on here. Um, all right, so you got the. That one by Compete by Dr. So are these both like, because um, I know you showed me a track at the open mic that was kind of like, um, it was a little bit like a spoken word. It was like a, a speech with music over it. Are, are these yep. both kind of that way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. This is that, you know, I, I got, you know, there'll be times I would listen to, because they have motivational playlists on on uh, Spotify, but, yeah. you know, it'll just be somebody talking right. instead of like actual, but you like you know, music with it. Right. So. That's cool, man. That. I, I kind of listen to more of that, you know. I kind of uh, my my mine are kind of just like uh, like my first song is "Get Up, Get Out" by Outkast. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful. Like, one. I'm I choosing, you know, just yeah, like okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I, 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 went, I went more more kind of just with songs that I feel like like I get feel like I can take the day mm-hmm. seize the day with. Of so course, "Get Up and Get Out" is a funny one by Outkast. It's just like they're like get up and you know got to get up, get out, and get something. Mm-hmm. I'll spend all your time trying to get high. <laughs> yeah, it's a. I feel like it's a motivation to themselves. They're kind of like, got to get up and get this money and just go go do your thing and mm-hmm. and not sit around all day and just expecting things to come to you. Now you remember when? Uh, shoot, music was inspirational like that. It could be, you know. So, yeah. you know, I never, I haven't heard a lot of inspirational things in the past couple of years. No, you know, they they play that one on 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 the radio. Yeah. <laughs> You'd actually be smoking and doing all that, and all of a sudden, get out and get some, <laughs> you know. So yeah, man. Yeah, so that's beautiful. Um, what shoot music-wise, something that uh, inspires me. Those used to be what was it? Yeah, it's still inspirational songs. Um, you know, DJ Khaled at a certain time was very. Oh, yeah. He had a lot of those. <laughs> man, I'm hungry. Y'all do it <laughs> like that kind of, you know, like that. He's a hype man for the world. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm sure people told DJ Khaled to be quiet too, or that he was too loud too. You know? Exactly. Dude, yeah, listen. man. He did his thing. Exactly. We the best. Yeah, man. So what was that? What was uh, what was it? Because I'm also in the R&B, but I'm like, we're not gonna do R&B on this inspirational. I don't mind. <laughs> any form of music can be inspirational, man. I have different genres that I'm choosing on this on this playlist. Of course. Yeah. Um, R&B wise, uh, it's you know just. 90s R&B in, in itself is inspirational because mm-hmm. you could tell they're actually they actually had a creative mindset back then. You know, just music yeah. itself. It was more creative. They had more. It wasn't as corporate, especially like R&B and rap wasn't as corporate. So people were just putting out stuff. You know, I saw like the FUBU ad, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, we called a Fatty Girl song. It's like okay, so this guy basically paid his buddies to. <laughs> wears clothes in a video you know <laughs> like so and they did it because it was his people he was like a big influence in, in uh, hip-hop and stuff at the time so yeah you know because it was fubu it was something that was made by us you know so you know so seeing that um what was that what was when i saw it was um r&b wise one song i like it was a song by a couple of groups uh 
well, a few groups. I, I can't specify. Everyone's be like, wow, why is he like that? And I'm like, no, nah, but it's really good. I used to like a lot of uh, Tim, like Timberland's old beats. So one of my things when I was working out, I listened to uh, The Bachelor by uh, Genuine. Because okay. how creative those beats were. You know, it was R&B. It was a dude singing, but the beats were like a whole nother level of R&B. I think at that time it was like the boom, like this and all that but like how Timberland did the beats on that it'll be all like you know the dude be it'll be smooth but the beat would be like it'd be like almost like like a rap beat almost like how he makes beats now kind of I know exactly what you mean yeah like 90s R&B yeah had like that real like that beat you could like real ride to and it was really like it could carry you through the I could see like a gym workout yeah man beautiful vocals telling R&B tells a story too that's what I like about R&B it's always a story involved is it started it started here at this person's house yeah man what was that genuine song called again uh it was just the album the uh bachelor the bachelor okay yeah but it'll be uh a few of those that was a good one you know yeah. i could easily say say uh you know pony let's say that <laughs> pony okay you know i'm i'm, I'm sitting there I'm, I'm, I'm making love to the gym equipment every time yeah, i went in you know <laughs> <laughs> rubbing them handles a little too hard <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> feeling like it's a woman's <laughs> a waist mm-hmm. like what are you doing man this is a, this is a elliptical Oh, on the bench presses yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah man. i love it it's a good feeling i need Heck to get back yeah. in the gym soon whenever i can uh, yeah man i was mad uh the gym near my place closed down during COVID, so now mm-hmm. i gotta drive i think 30 to go to a decent show you know yeah i can't do that every day you know uh, you can't <laughs> yeah me too i was like oh man the gym closed i was i was just gonna start going man <laughs> you know yeah, exactly <laughs> that was my sad, man. oh man what the gym closed <laughs> Oh, I swear I was gonna go start going tomorrow. That's how you felt. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I would have gone, yeah. but you know, they closed. Yeah, I've been watching watching my uh, my videos from my performances. Yeah. Something that's I, I like that I'm comfortable doing now. Initially, I was like, why am I watching? You know, we did decent, whatever. Now I'm like, I'm watching. Like, oh, I said this wrong or this line was wrong, but I'm, yeah. I'm glad I saved it by saying this. But let's work on that line a little bit more, and it's from there. But like, I'm seeing myself in those videos. And like my, my stomach, I got I didn't know my I was that that big, <laughs> you know, belly wise. That's time. motivated right there. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I saw yeah, I saw a picture of me on stage one time, and I was like, boy, I gotta work on this. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like that guy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's actually something cool too. Like I I need to record my sets again. I haven't done that in a long time. Mm-hmm. But um, someone told me early on to like make sure you record every set. It's gonna be cringy. You're gonna mm-hmm. hate it, but it helps you improve. It helps you know mm-hmm. what you do too much. Like I, I've, I figured out that when I talk, in general, but also on stage, I say like a lot. So right. like I went to like I, I was at the <laughs> park and I like it, I, I do like too much as a filler word. So I'm actively working right. on trying to get those likes out of there. So you know, it, <laughs> recording your set and looking back on it really helps uh, you analyze yourself and improve. Um, my next song I'm going to choose for the playlist is going to be a, kind of a newer song. There's a whole group named Dreamville. And Dreamville, Dreamville. is like J. Cole's um, record label. Okay. It's, it's like Earth Gang, J. Cole, all these guys. But the song is called Sacrifices. And it's a very, mm. very good song. It's very motivational. Um, and, and it's just about, you know, it's, it's just like it sounds. Sacrifice. So I'm talking about the sacrifices they made to get where they are. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and just life. And it's a very chill song. Um, 
every time I hear it, I feel good and I feel pumped up hearing that. Oh song. yes, that's brilliant. I, I like that. I like. Oh, I got a funny story with, with J Cole. <laughs> a funny story with J Cole because I lived. Uh, I lived in North North Carolina, like Fayetteville was like an hour and a half from where I, I lived at, and uh, he. I think he just got signed. It was like 2010, 2011. I want to say he had just got signed, but um, I think he went back out there to a, to a club and like he was just just there, like no. You know, you think certain levels, you know, you're getting bodyguards and all that. But he was just there hanging out, basically. He was like this tall, light-skinned dude. He looked like, he looked like, he looked like Chris Brown, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he had the short hair at the time. He didn't have all the stuff that he's trying to do now. But, like, he was like a tall, tall, light-skinned dude. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, you're cool. Yeah, sign, cool, man. I like the hustle and all that, you know, just being courteous because I didn't know what I was talking about at the time. Now I do, but, like. <laughs> He basically gave me a, a CD, like he charged me, like I think ten ten dollars for it. I put it in my uh, <laughs> in my uh, car, and it's blank. There's nothing on it. What? So he sold me a blank CD for ten dollars. No, so Cole. yeah, <laughs> Jake Cole yeah, at the time. <laughs> yeah, man. So no, I was like, what? it took me a while to to figure out who that was at the time. So he's like, I'm so, gonna yeah, be so I'll great see. one day. You won't even need to hear a track. Just know that. Yeah. Be good. Right. Right. That's <laughs> must have been it. Shoot. But yeah, so I think I saw him at the the, the Million Man Man March uh, of t- 2015. But you know, as I said, it was different. I I, I have forgot. Man, I'm finally get, getting my getting my brain back to where it needs to be. But yeah, man, I, I forgot that he was like that. So well, Nicole, <laughs> if you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> just know that give me ten dollars, man. Give ten dollars <laughs> to Darrell, man, with interest actually too. <laughs> with interest. You're worth a lot more now. So yeah, bro. <laughs> Pay it forward. <laughs> Exactly. Shoot, he just man. gives you a CD with songs on it now. That's what he does. No, that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Here you go. <laughs> I put a hundred songs on this. Yeah, here's my new record for free. <laughs> Hasn't come out yet. Oh man, that's oh, funny. Man. But yeah, man. <laughs> All right, Darrell. Whenever you're ready, go ahead and pick your next song. Okay. Um, my next song is "Ego Four. Death." E- Ego Death by by Kanye West. That's another one. Nice. It's very deep. They got motive. Yeah. They even got little like speeches behind that. Even like on, on that one. People like normally say Kanye's, you know, even though they haven't listened to his music, I'm sure they just see him in the public light. But if you listen to, you know, College Dropout, Late Registration, mm-hmm. um, what was the other one? You had Yeezus, mm-hmm. um, 808's Heartbreak, pa- Pablo, 808's Heartbreak. The dude, he's been honest him this whole time. <laughs> you know, you're dealing with somebody that's been struggling with him, mm-hmm. or even he'll talk mess about, you know, like a lot of his stuff is like seeing it from a third person. That's why him and Lupe fiasco work well together. Cause Lupe is the same way. He sees what he's seeing and he's talking about it to where he wants to change what he's seeing. Yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of why I say Kanye changed the whole, like, you know, I know it's not for the better, but he changed the sound of like what rap sounds like alpha 88s and heartbreak. Cause people were like, Oh, this guy sound like a robot. He makes it yeah. sound easy. Not knowing that this dude was sitting there probably writing, for years to figure out what that album was going to sound like, yeah. you know, or even, you know, probably getting shut, shut down by people that have been in the game for a minute. Like, nah, that's going to be garbage, man. Why are you <laughs> not knowing like the actual struggle, but he, like the ego death song is about, yeah, it's yeah. I'm like killing that ego will get you to your next level. You know, you're good. If, if you don't kill the ego, you're going to be, you know, spinning the, the city of your tires talking about, I, I feel like I'm supposed to be, you know, mm-hmm. your whole, like, your p- potential. Entitlement. Your potential to be, 
to your next year. <laughs> You're yeah. going to fall over your potential instead of actually going to that next level. Yeah. That's like a beautiful spiritual realization is to realize that like the ego death to be like, I, I want these things and I believe that I can achieve these things, but the universe doesn't owe me these things. Like I'm not, you know exactly. what I mean? Like I'm not, I have to work and I have to make this happen. Like, mm-hmm. like I can't just be like, well, I'm, I'm going to be famous because I, I should be famous. You know, it's like, you have right. to kill that, kill that part of yourself that tells you you deserve it already. Yeah. You got to show people that you, you deserve it when you earned it. Mm-hmm. Love that. Kanye has been making some questionable moves, you know, but again, he's a, he struggles oh, with mental health. He, you know, he's been through a lot, but, um, but yeah, man, he's a fearless artist. And I think that's what shows mm-hmm. through. And I think that's why the, the 808 heartbreaks, he didn't care what people would think about it. He knew how he felt about it. He put it out and it became a very uh, awesome album with, with a bunch of hits off that album. You know, and I feel like that's something that's needed in our, in our field. That's mm-hmm. something that you do need. It's not needed that you do need as if you want to be a comedian, that fearlessness. to <laughs> yeah, Let me get this joke out. Let me get this joke out. If you're and not be look, scared to tell it. <laughs> if, you're afraid, if you're afraid to look dumb or afraid to be, if you're embarrassed easily, I don't know how you're yeah. making comedy because you're going to be looking yeah. dumb a lot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you kind of just have to be fearless. You kind of have to just go for it, man. Like someone even mm-hmm. told me before another piece of advice that I got that was really helpful. He's like, if you're writing a joke, right? And there's like an impression you want to do, or you like change your voice and it makes the joy vo- thing funnier. Like, like sometimes we're like, man, I don't want to talk in an Irish accent. That's how, that's corny. But like, if, if in your head, the joke is funnier that way. And, and it, and, and that's how it's supposed to be told. Go for it. Like talk like yep. a pirate, whatever you got to do to sell that, that bit. And, and it, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll show and people will appreciate the extra step you took to like, like you weren't afraid to look silly and you, you went for the joke fully and you did a whole act out or whatever you have to do. Mm-hmm. And it'll yep. sell the joke more. You know, somebody's, like another advice kind of with that same thing you know stop trying to look cool on stage stop it <laughs> yeah that, there is nothing there is nothing like the stink of a comedian who's trying to get a get women at the open mics like it's right it shows man it's like he's not trying he's just all his jokes are just like yeah man you ever uh you ever have sex with a girl too well you ever uh you know like yeah jokes yeah. trying to make himself sound cool and you're just like Man, what like we want to learn about you, man? Like, like let's tell us tell us about some of your embarrassing moments. Or tell us about, right. You know, <laughs> can't be up there trying to look cool or be sexy or whatever you were trying to do. Like, just comedy is very vulnerable and it's very like sometimes self-deprecating. And that's when I think that you can, yeah. If you're going up there to try to look cool or get women, like, you're not going to make it very far. I feel like very true. All facts, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be honest with yourself. Um, all right, yeah. my next song on this is going to be. Let's see. I mean, you know, man, I'm gonna go. I don't even know if this song is inspirational lyrically or anything, but it just makes me feel good. And this "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme," "A Man After Midnight" by ABBA. ABBA, wow. ABBA, man. <laughs> For some reason, man, me and my girlfriend are like, remember that group ABBA? And we've been like cleaning our house. <laughs> yeah. ABBA, man, I'll be mopping. I'll be like, <laughs> you know, like basically dancing around my house. Like, <laughs> feel good. It's a good, feel good song. And, That's and awesome. I listen to some ABBA. Listen to some ABBA, man. They got a bunch of hits, and like you can just play them, and they just are so uplifting there's no you, you i feel like you can't physically be depressed listening to abba you know what no. I mean? play some of that and it's like it's just really good old 80s and 70s kind of like that dance music disco-y mm-hmm. funky it's good yep. you know i want to change that r&b album thing because i'm like a lot of people aren't going to be inspired by <laughs> like <laughs> me you know i know what i'm working on you know a lot of people will be like man I just want to do make love to somebody right now. <laughs> that, can you know that can be inspiring. That can be inspiring. You're insecure, but, uh, you know. Right, but I want to change that to uh, 
Wash Us in the Blood by Kanye West. Okay. And then uh, that, that was a cool one. I mean, I know it's like, but the, the like energy of that song, it's like, it's a whole nother level. I know it's like a two minute song, but you feel like, for me, I feel every song because he was smart enough to what a lot of people were dumb enough to think about. He had a preacher be the hype man in the song. Like, it's like <laughs> every word he'd say, we have the pastor like, ooh, like that. Kind of like that. Yeah. That's smart as hell. That's genius right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're like an old Southern pastor, like how they do the little, like the noises and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's catching, genius. <laughs> they catching the, catching the Holy it, Spirit. Yeah. Like, that's genius right there. So that's, Whole another another level, like you, <laughs> like yeah. you said, a fearless artist. Like <laughs> yeah. he figured he figured that out. That, yeah, you could use those guys as hype men. Like why? They're good why nobody else think yeah. about that? Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to a black church, man. It was because I went to like a I grew up in going to like a Southern Baptist, all like white old people, and it was like you know the lady would play the organ, turn to page three hundred, and it'd be very like morose. Singing. <laughs> I went to a black church, man, and I was like slapping my own thigh. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it felt better. Having a good time. They're, yeah, hype, man. they're true hype men right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, for that, uh, since I changed that one, uh, my last one is Champion by Kanye West. Ooh, okay. He's talking about the, he basically, uh, he's talking about the responsibility of being an uh, artist. Yeah. That's really that whole song. It's about the responsibility of being a public figure. You know, your responsibility of, you know, showing your perspective, and you know, hopefully improving the world by doing that. You know, that's really what the song's about, you know. Yeah. Did you realize you were a champion in their eyes? You know, like that's good. Yeah. It's awesome, that's man. I can't wait the to way he all, used. can't wait to huh? these songs and be motivated today. I'm gonna yeah. all right, so I guess I'll wrap up the playlist. Um let's see how oh that I got a lot of pressure now. Uh let's see here. How am I gonna wrap this up? What what are we feeling? I'm gonna go with um. Uh, let's see. I guess we're on the Kanye, and we're going with like that, like came up from the bottom type of type of type of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, this this isn't an artist I listen to very often, but this song just kind of like it, it amps me up and it makes me feel like I could take over the world. Um, it's Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Meek's yeah. one of those. He just his voice himself, man. I'm sure. Like like as like you said when I was talking about being too loud. Like I'm sure everyone's yeah. like, "Yeah, you allowed nigga for no reason," and he's just like making a whole song. They just like put a mic on him yelling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, made hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's that Meek Mill energy. But it's but this song is yeah. cool, and it's like it's a, such a slow build up. Like it starts with piano, and it's just like him kind of almost like talking, and then it just gets like the beat gets more and more and more, and, and like you could just tell it like the song just builds, and it just makes you feel like you could just like it, it's like his like success story basically in one song. Beautiful. I'll, I'll look that up, bro. That yeah. sounds really good. So there it is, man. There's our playlist, our motivational, inspirational playlist. I'm going I'm to compile all that, Darrell. I'll send it over to you. And, and again, mm-hmm. everyone listening to this, I'm going to put this on Spotify and I'm going to put it on YouTube. Um, yeah, man, get some motivation. Get, get out there. And hopefully, you, you know, everything that we talked about here on the podcast has helped some of you. And, and, and you know, Darrell is an awesome motivational guy to be around. It's inspiring Hi. to talk to you, man. I love uh, – I'm going to check out your books. Everyone else should check Thanks. out your books. And uh, you're doing the thing, man. You're 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 hustling. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, and thanks for having me, man. This has been an awesome conversation. Has, I, I felt the I, I felt the power come through the the, yeah. through the speaker. So thanks. Yeah, it's only eleven o'clock, man. I'm gonna take on my Sunday with this energy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, everybody, take it easy. All right.